sometimes you don't actually know what you need as an entrepreneur unless you're actually out there and connecting with people and learning and seeing things and being like, wow, Linda does it this way. Like, I didn't even know that that concept existed. You're going to stay in your shell. You're going to, you're going to end up staying in that shell. Like you need to really get out there and just be open to the possibilities and like how creative people are you know, and the things that they're doing. Cause like, it really does take a community when you're trying to do that thing that you want to do. Hello, welcome to Monetizing Mompreneurs podcast, where I take you behind the scenes with industry leaders, entrepreneurs, moms, working professionals, and amazing people pursuing their passions and going for their dreams. And I'm your host, Linda Mendable. Sarah Jensel, nicknamed the Shopify Queen, is the CEO of Jensel & Co., where she and her team build, brand, and grow awesome Shopify stores. As a former Shopify store owner, Sarah sought out as much information as she could on how to set one up, run it, and make it profitable. She then took this passion to a whole new level with using the knowledge to help others get their products and services online through coaching and client services, masterclasses in her Facebook group, speaking engagements across the globe, and episodes she records on the I Created That podcast. Sarah's background has mainly been in the corporate world, having worked 20 years in business operations and human resources. She held leadership roles for companies across North America, including TD, PwC, Socia Bank, and her last role as the VP People and Operations at Carfax Canada. Sarah holds diplomas in HR management, management consulting, is certified as a cross-C change management professional, is a certified Clavio partner, Shopify and OmniSend partner, and has her Master's of Business Executive Management and Royal Roads University. Sarah, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks so much for having me. I always laugh when I hear all those things. I'm like, oh, that's a lot. Did I do all that stuff? Yes. <laughs> it's amazing. So I'm, so I'm so excited to have you on the show. That was an amazing bio. So tell us like, like your story on how you created your Shopify store, you know, what took you, I guess, from corporate world to being a store mm -hmm. owner to now servicing others on having their own Shopify store. Yeah, no, for sure. So really excited to be here. Thanks so much for having me. And, you know, my story definitely starts like when I was way younger, always had a creative flair, was really into art, was trying to find a way to do something design related. And of course, you know, life kind of happens and I find myself down the corporate train and, you know, I really enjoyed that. And, you know, I spent 20 years in that kind of climbing the ladder and trying different jobs. But I found the jobs that I was selecting were always very much like building brand and growing teams. So while they might have had like traditional sales or operations or HR titles, the work I was doing was very different. It was like very project based and like, how do you come in and like build something? But I always felt in the corporate world, and if anybody's in corporate listening to this, they'll know there's always so much creativity that you can really have in those roles. Like you can definitely make it your own, but I just always felt like, you know, I wanted to do more, but obviously within the confines of like a corporate structure. So 
you know, I would have all these like ideas about starting businesses and like, you know, kind of quickly brush them off. Like, oh, that's silly. I could never do that, you know, or oh, that's silly. You know, could I really make an income and, you know, kind of discounted it. And so one day on a vacation with my husband, I was like, that's it. I feel like I'm not getting any younger. I keep talking about this. I see people out there doing this and building online businesses. I love fashion. It's always been something I've wanted to get into. I'm just going to figure it out and start a fashion business. <laughs> and that's really how it happened. Came home, registered a business number, started it. And three years later, after running my fashion company, the pandemic hits when I had actually hired a coach to help me continue to scale that business. And I was still working my corporate job. So I never really saw it as corporate or this fashion thing, it was like corporate and, and it was just, you know, something I was really having fun with. And then, you know, at this coach I hired, we kind of, we couldn't meet initially. And so we're like, oh, like everybody else in the pandemic, you know, like in a couple of weeks, we'll meet in person again, <laughs> a couple of weeks, we'll meet in person again. And then finally I get on the phone with her and she's like, you know, I know you hired me to help you scale this fashion thing. But like, I have about three or four clients right now who actually need your skills because you know how to build businesses. You've been coaching for a long time and they need to figure out how to get their products online. Like, would you be willing to work with these people? <laughs> and I remember thinking, uh, yeah, sure. Like, am I going to charge them? Do I just help? And so I took a couple of these clients on and very quickly realized that it was sort of that mix of like creativity and like helping people build the businesses and making things look really beautiful on design. It kind of like packaged everything I loved up in one piece. And I thought, you know what, that's it. I'm going to make the jump and quit. So I actually quit my job <laughs> two months after that, which is a big jump. But I thought, you know, if I was ever going to take a risk through these turbulent times, people actually need this service. And it's something that I can offer. And so that's really how I got into this. That's amazing. I want to jump into like a few points that you said, because I know one of the mostly asked questions is how do I transition from a corporate world into the entrepreneurial field? So did you have savings? Did you have a buffer? Was there a plan B or was it all just plan A and you burned the bridges, you know, burn the, burn the boats? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, what happened? Yeah, I would say as I was building my fashion business, because that was really like the tipping point for me, it was kind of like dipping my toe in and having what I called a side hustle. But I feel like I was really closet kind of training as an entrepreneur. And I feel like a lot of our clients kind of do that too. It's like, hey, I have this job that I work day to day, but it's not my dream. Like this thing's my dream. And so I'm going to try to build that to the point that like, I know I just need to leave my job. <laughs> Or I know I'm not going to have enough time or whatever it is to kind of leave. And I find that like, that's okay. Like, and I think that's why I tried to highlight it wasn't like entrepreneur or, you know, corporate Sarah it was kind of both for a while because I was a little risk adverse at the time and sort of trying to figure out like, can I actually do this? I did actually plan for that. Like I did sock some money away. I was thinking about that as an opportunity. I feel like I almost was trying to convince myself that I could do this. And I think a lot of people do that. Like, is this really possible? Like you see people do this, but can, can I do this? And then I think once I found that 
perfect mix of like, whoa, like this is kind of what I was trying to figure out, you know, like the fashion business kind of led me to the thing that I wanted to do. And I only closed that actually in February to focus on our clients because it just got too much to kind of do both for me. And I was really enjoying the client part that it was then it was like that convinced me that like, this is the thing that is really bringing me joy. And it was something that I was really missing in my corporate job where I was like, it just was not lighting me up anymore. And sure, I was making the money. But I really felt like I needed to kind of have a change. And I was like, you know, I could keep going down this path, but I'm not going to be happy. So it's kind of a culmination of things of testing the waters. Yeah, I socked some money away, you know, kind of thinking this is a rainy day. But there was also I'm just going to take a risk on this because in the back of my mind, I was like, if it doesn't work out, I can always go get another job. Like I'm not going to (laughs) die. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, that's incredible. We're monetizing entrepreneurs. And so when you've, you, so you hired a coach and that coach was mainly for your Shopify store, correct? That's right. Yep. Right. Yeah. And, and great job on that because I really believe we need coaches to scale, to keep us accountable, to make sure that we go to those next levels and hit those, those moments that we are getting stuck. So yes. now you've hired the coach. She saw your skill set. She saw what you were great at. And she re- she referred clients to you. Now, what was your process in actually accepting these clients? Did you put together a package? Did your coach help you put together a package? What was your whole process with that? Yeah. So I feel like the first client for me was almost like the testing ground. <laughs> actually, now she's on our team, which is kind of funny, like full circle. <laughs> a few years later, but she was starting a business and she had a website and was trying to figure out, you know, Shopify, she had no idea how to use it. And so my first client was really like, Hey, let's book a strategy call. And so there wasn't a ton of necessarily pre-work other than kind of looking at her front end and then having conversation with her. So I feel like I was able to kind of ease into it a little bit and build my confidence, I would say, because the thing is, is I find as new entrepreneurs, you kind of jump into something and then it's like we almost feel a little bit like a newborn like I've completely forgot everything I just did for 20 years to help people build businesses and suddenly I'm in this new thing and I feel a little bit like a fish out of water but the reality is is it was very quick on the call that I was like able to answer her questions and like have you thought of this and all these things and add value that I think that really started to make me feel like oh wait a minute maybe I could see this as a thing and It actually took a few clients where I treated them almost a little bit like market research. Like I wasn't, they weren't full out market research because I was also serving them, but I felt like understanding their questions and really listening to some of the challenges they have and like thinking back to like, what did I struggle with? Like there was a moment when I tried to build my store when I was like, maybe this is too hard, right? And there were certain things that I felt like I could be like, hey, you're going to run into these things. And then I was able to kind of develop more of a package or more of a strategy around like, here are the things that you need to think about if you want to build a Shopify store that are going to help you make that profitable. So you don't always know everything right off the bat. It, t- it did take a little bit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. I mean, that's that's why not everyone comes into entrepreneurship. You do have to have like a certain skill set, a certain bounce back ability, yeah. because it can get very, for lack of a better term, like depressing if you don't know how to pick yourself up into those moments that oh shoot, you're in a famine mode, you know, you just finished out your feast mode, now you're in the famine, how do you take charge of these waves? Things sometimes happen in waves when you're in this entrepreneurship life, right? Have you seen those memes where it's up one oh, moment, yeah. it's down the next? And that's exactly- <laughs> It's true. <laughs> yes, it's true. And I want our audience to know, like, 
we all go through it, even though it looks like some of us are killing it, right? And we, and a lot of us are, but even if you have like a whole bunch of clients and things happening well, there's always going to be those moments that you're going to be doubting your next decision or that next launch or, and then, oh man, why didn't it turn out this way? Why is it like this, right? We're always going to have those moments that actually have us questioning, are we doing the right thing? Am I meant to do this? <laughs> and Absolutely. You have to have that faith. Okay. So now let's go ahead and transition. You, you went ahead, build your coaching business, right? Mm -hmm. Coaching clients. Mm -hmm. And you're also a designer for Shopify, correct? Mm -hmm. Yep. So you also yep. design, which is commendable. And now the person that you first had contact with, she's on your team. And so how did that happen? I think that's fascinating. Yeah. How did that happen? <laughs> For sure. I mean, my first year when I started, I kind of just took a leap of faith. And to some degree, you have to kind of do that when you start a business, like you're, you're not going to have it all figured out. <laughs> and like coming from a corporate world and like, I, I tend to be a little more on the corporate type AN. it was like, oh, I got to get all these things sorted. And it was like, you know, I really look back on that. And I think I'm glad that I just kind of jumped in and like jumped into some things to learn. And I very quickly learned what I did and did not like. And so for the first year I started in coaching, I was showing clients how I really wanted to empower people. Cause I feel as a startup or a mompreneur or somebody that doesn't have the world's budget, you know, to spend on things to some degree, you're going to wear the hats in your business. So it was like helping people be dangerous enough to manage things. But I very quickly realized, nope, you know what, I don't think people actually have time for that. And the end product isn't always the best either, depending on how much time or investment they have in that. So we switched to client services. So while I had helped that particular client in the coaching realm, we had stayed in touch and she actually had a fashion business as well. So it was a lifestyle business, but she had some fashion. So we actually did some exchanges, like I wore her fashion and, you know, kind of was an influencer for her and vice versa. And it was like, you know, we kind of built this relationship over time. And then she wanted to get into doing design. And I was like, I, I was a big fan of her brand, of everything she was doing. And I kind of fangirled her and she was like, no, I'm fangirling you. I'm like, no, I'm fangirling you. <laughs> so we had a conversation that I'm like, hey, now that you're into this, like maybe this could be a thing. And so really excited this month, she's actually coming on board and like super proud of that. Cause I'm like, she does amazing work. I think she's going to be a great fit. She knows enough about business. So it's just one of those things where, you know, I kind of built a relationship with one of the clients outside of just the client strategy. And I, I find that's the big thing with being an entrepreneur is that support and community and how that will shift over time. Yeah, that's super amazing. And it's just a testament to how you're rocking it out and, and building your business. So now let's talk about like the process that you have. There is one pressing question that I have how do you get your clients? Was it in referrals? Was it a social media marketing strategy? Was the LinkedIn strategy? Because I know that's big right now. You know, how was it that you actually started onboarding your clients and, and booking clients? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think people are often surprised to know that like, I would say about 80% of my business is client referral. <laughs> mm -hmm. And that was how it started. It was like, you know, you kind of work with one client and then, you know, the word kind of gets out there or somebody, you know, is like, oh, you should talk to Sarah, you know, and I also felt that I picked a bit of a niche where, yeah, there are a lot of web designers out there, but it was like, 
not a lot of people actually primarily specialize in Shopify. And it is a very different tool than WordPress or Wix or Square and things like that. So I feel like that kind of gave me a leg up. But yeah, it was very much referral based. And so that repeat business and things was really helpful. But this year, I kind of got to a point where I was like, you know, and there is some stuff coming from Instagram and here and there, but I would say it's majority was referral based. So, you know, I started doing things like taking mastermind programs, working with coaches, right? Like building out that network, also growing and learning on my own. And then realize, especially with client services, and, and I don't know, maybe you find this too, Linda, I was like, you know, how do I reach a broader audience? You know, like I've got a podcast now. So that's helpful. People have a place to kind of hang out and, you know, listen in and get value and like evaluate me. But like, how do you really start to get more people into the pipe? And so, you know, for years in my corporate days, I used to do speaking events and, you know, obviously have to come out and talk about buildings that we were building and all kinds of things with humans, you know, that were involved in our businesses. And I was like, you know, I really want to be doing that at a larger scale at what we're doing. Like, I want to get out and tell people that like, hey, you can build a business. Hey, you can be a mompreneur. Hey, there are a few things that we can help you with. Or if you always had this dream, these are the things we can do. And, you know, here's the beliefs that I had in business that helped me that might help you and things like that. So I've started to actually do some broader scale speaking events at more tech or product base. And we also have a small service client base as well. And I feel like that's really helped me to earn credibility and reach a broader audience, whether it's in person or virtual to help supplement some of the things that are happening. If I really want to grow my business, the referrals are great. But like, how do you continue to grow that and get the brand out there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's all about scaling, right? Like what's going to mm -hmm. get you into once you have your systems in place. Now it's all about bringing more of an audience, right? And how do yes. you get more of an audience? And I'm big at speaking engagements. Oh my goodness. Does yeah. that really widen the audience when you start being a speaker, when you start being invited to speaking engagements or even in speaking live in our FB mm -hmm. group? Those are actually opportunities because when people need to see people and sometimes social media, yeah, it's great, but sometimes they need that a certain aspect, kind of like that classroom feel that they're actually getting a 30 minute talk from you or a, a 10 minute talk from you about your specific expertise. And I find those are very impressionable mm -hmm. and actually bring about kind of like a lifetime clients and yeah. doubles the referrals on that. So I do agree with you on that. And we are planning on having summits in 2023. Very cool. You know? <laughs> yeah. So and like, I'm all about giving that exposure to mompreneurs and having that platform because sometimes it's so hard to get on a podcast that you really want to get on, or it's hard to like, how do you, I become a speaker? How do I get these opportunities? And to be honest, for me, getting those opportunities all started from my blog. Yeah. And we even had a mompreneur that she went on PBS and won the Great American wow. Recipe like a TV show and it all started from her blog. And that's one of the things that people don't understand, like the power of where a blog can take mm -hmm. you, even if it's a video, but mine was all words and hers pictures. But I feel like you have to have some content and a flow of content that actually has people like, Oh, we want to invite her. We want to have her speak to our audience. She has what our audience needs to take them to that next level or, you know, facilitate them in a greater capacity. So. I absolutely love that. So how did you started booking those opportunities? And then I want to go into your process. But so how did you started getting those speaking engagements? 
Yeah. So for me, with some of the speaking engagements and things like that, like it, it kind of, it kind of hit me actually this summer that like I should be doing this on <laughs> a bit of a broader scale. But I would say to your point, like you kind of hit on the few things, like there's a lot of things that you can do. And there's a lot of things that I did and still do um, as a part of my business to really sort of get out there and have people hear my voice because people, while they might buy from my business, Jansel and co like, I mean, the reality is they're buying from me <laughs> and they're evaluating, do they want to work with me? Do they feel that I have what they need to help them, you know, go to the next level. And so for me, that was like, I started a Facebook group and, you know, I just, I'd never done Facebook lives before. And I was like, all right, we're just going to try this. And once a week, I'm going to get in that group and I'm just going to train on like a topic and try to engage the audience. And very quickly I grew that and we've got over, you know, 60 plus trainings. And so that was one way or Instagram lives or joining virtual coffee chats or, you know, somebody I knew had a summit and I was like, Hey, I'd love to come out and speak on, on this topic. Like, are you looking for anybody? A lot of these things are really, they kind of start with you and just kind of putting yourself out there, um, and doing it. And then the podcast of course was going to help me get more exposure and get my message out in you know, a different way than people who aren't interested in a Facebook group and things like that. And that leads to one thing. So I think it's, you know, it, it doesn't have to necessarily be like a specific route. I feel like like it all kind of happened on its own very organically. Like I didn't have big master plan <laughs> when I kind of got into this. I kind of worked my way through that and then realized like this would actually be something that's really good for me. And I, I find that with a lot of other entrepreneurs, it's like just being open to like the journey a little bit and trying new things and you'll find kind of the path and the thing that was meant for you. So I want to talk about your process. And we can go either into your coaching process or your Shopify process, but let's go into this question. What is the number one question you receive from your clients? Mm, yeah. Can anybody really do this? <laughs> yeah. So there's like, wow. uh, yeah. And it's funny because that's kind of the same thing that I shrugged off for years, right? Like, can I, can I really do this? And it's, to me, it's not a question of capability. It's a question of, do I believe in myself enough to actually make this happen? And that isn't necessarily like a service question. It's definitely like a coaching question for me because I'm like, of course you can do this, but here's what it's going to take. You know what I mean? Like, why don't I fill you in on what it's going to be like as an entrepreneur or a Shopify store owner and where you're going to have to invest your time. And, you know, if you feel like that's for you, then, you know, you can do that. But I feel like as entrepreneurs, you kind of said this earlier too, Linda, when you were talking about coaches and that accountability and, you know, having someone help take you to the next level, that's where some of these people really come into play. And I'm a huge believer um, of coaches and have worked with a bunch of them and love joining masterminds and things like that. Cause there's always something I don't know. There's always something I'm trying to grow or something that someone can show me that I'm like, man, that just saved me like a world of pain and <laughs> time. Um, but you know, I feel like that's, that's probably one of the number one questions that I get is like, you know, I'm trying to build this thing. Can this really work? And the answer is yeah. Right. And everybody's business is a little bit different. Oh yeah, for sure. And you know, sometimes you don't know unless you try. You know, mm -hmm. because it's, it's really about, will you enjoy it? Will you enjoy the process? You know, and that's something that I had to figure out in just like stumbling onto where I'm at. Because, you know, mm -hmm. that's how I feel like sometimes it's like you're in the dark and you're yep. like feeling forward or walk and then boom, yes. you hit, yes. you hit the coffee table <laughs> by mistake or stubbed your toe. Oh, that was the wrong move. Sometimes it could feel a little bit like you're stumbling around in the dark. And I feel as though when you do feel that way, that's when it's important to bring on a coach 
mm-hmm. and bring on someone to help you give that outside perspective and give you light on your path. Right. Absolutely. Okay. Where, where are you walking towards? What are your goals? Because right now you're just fumbling around in the dark, trying to find your way to the light. And it's just as easy as someone like that knows where the light is and to switch it on for you. So you can actually see the broader path. So I love that, you know, can I actually do this? I also think that's a question of like, is this real? Is this possible? Is it possible to build a business online? And of course it is. And, you know, we're doing it. And I find that what you said about community very important because I find that a lot of entrepreneurs are kind of like doing this thing solo. Mm -hmm. And they think that by doing it solo, but just having very good copy, that they'll make it. And then really the reality is, Yes, you need all of those. You need good copy, great design, but you also need that relationship aspect and that community feel. And that really positions you to have a steady stream of client work or referrals or and sales. You know, mm-hmm. um, when I had my template shop up, I had like a shop and I was making sales every day because my community was there. I took yeah. it down because I'm working on a couple of things for it, you know, just trying to elevate it. But I really found out that when you have a community and you have a Facebook group and you have an audience and kind of like that leader and you're going in their live, that really brings about more mm-hmm. impact than anything else. Not just impact for you, but impact for the people in your community, right? Like they get what they need to go to that next level and to go to that next spot that they need to go. Okay. Now you're onboarding your client, right? They're asking you, can I really do this? You're saying, yes, you can. Mm-hmm. What's the next step that you take them through from there? Yeah. So, I mean, it depends on where they're at in the space. And I think you actually actually hit something too earlier. It's like, What's your goal? Like everybody's goal is a little bit different. We have some people who want a million dollar business and I want to travel the world and have this thing, you know, earn me money and I'll work on my laptop. Awesome. Okay. Let's figure out what your business is and how you want to do that. Or we have like, Hey, I just want to make enough money to actually pay for my kid's college or this family vacation we have, or, Hey, I'm doing this because I just really love this thing. And I'm hoping it's going to make money. Like every single client is so different. There's quite a bit of touch points when we work with client, but we do a whole intake. Like initially I'll meet with someone and kind of get to know what they're doing. And then if we onboard them, we actually sit down and I make it my mission to know what they're trying to do inside and out. So we can best recognize represent them and really get underneath. What's the goal? What are you trying to do? How can we help you show up in those places? Um, So that's kind of more like on the strategic end of things and just how we kind of work and figure out like what's the best path and how do we treat this client and, you know, where do we go with design and things like that. But for the person that's out there listening, that's kind of like, I want to know about how do I actually start though? What do I actually need to think about if I think this sounds like a cool idea, but I don't, I don't really know where to start. We actually have a freebie for that. And we always talk to clients there's kind of like three main things that they need to be thinking about. And number one is if you haven't thought of anything yet, think of, you probably have an idea in your mind about what you would sell or what you might want to do. And typically it's like serving a former version of ourselves (laughs) in some capacity. Like my fashion thing was because I liked a certain kind of fashion. I love the California vibes. I live in Canada. It's cold. We don't have a lot of cool embroidery and things like that here. So my vibe was to bring California vibes to Canada because I wanted to shop 
you know, purchasing the things that I loved. So that's just one example, but I feel like, you know, the first activity you would do with that, it's like, okay, great. I want to start a fashion brand. Like now what, <laughs> you know, we always tell clients the three things are first, you want to think about who is the person that's going to buy that. And if it is a former version of you, you're going to want to think about what are the attributes or the things, or, you know, the age range, or are they a mom or, you know, all of these things, who's the person that's actually going to buy from you. And what can you do to learn about that person to make sure that if you are going to start this thing, that you're going to resonate with them and you're going to be offering something that they love. So that's the first thing. The second thing is is creating your avatar, right? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Hugely important. (laughs) Okay. Step one, creating your avatar. Okay. Let's go to step two. Yeah. So step two is all about your brand and you can definitely DIY. I know uh, my first fashion business, I did not my first coaching business I did, and then I had it redone. (laughs) So there is something to be said about a professional, but you need to be thinking about brand, not just as like, Hey, I need a logo. That's not a brand. A brand is now that you know who your ideal client is, how can you make your brand recognizable, memorable, unique, all the things that are going to actually suck them in. And they're going to think, Hey, that looks really cool. I want to check this out. Um, and some of that is a logo, some of its colors, some of it's your website. Like it's all the things there, you know, how your Instagram page looks, how you talk, all the things. Um, so your brand, it really needs to speak to that. That's step two. And then step three is thinking about your offer. We work with both product and service base because we primarily work on Shopify, but we also do Kajabi work because a lot of our service based clients actually start a product because <laughs> they're typically referring something out that they're like, Hey, wait a minute, I could actually be making an income here. Um, so whether you're a product or a service, you really want to be thinking about, so great, you know, who's who you want to sell to and who was going to buy you. Now you look good. Like you've thought through kind of what are some of the components around branding that you really think will resonate with that audience. And then the third thing is, is like, how do you position that thing to sell? So if it's the California vibes to Canada, if we just go back to that example, you know, for me, my audience was moms who wanted to wear super cute kimonos and like some of our fun flowy tops because they were easy to wash. They were a great price and you could run around with the kids and still look cute. You didn't have to wear sweats. (laughs) So like that was an audience that was actually buying. That was like some of me, but not all of me. Right. So it's kind of thinking through who's going to buy, how do I want to show up? And then like, how am I actually selling that to someone? Like, what are the things that the wants, the needs, the desires that are going to make somebody actually purchase? Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, shoot, I hope people were taking notes because that was right on point, right on the money. So that's pretty much like building the foundation, right? Mm Because you got to build the foundations when you're starting a business. If you don't know who your services is for, then how can you really reach out to them? How can you talk to them from a crowd, right? Yeah. I always say like a confused eye never buys. (laughs) If you don't know, they don't know, right? If you're not clear, they're not clear. I say if you confuse people, you lose people. (laughs) Oh, I like that. (laughs) That's a good one. So true. Yes. And it is. Once you start confusing people, like, oh my gosh. And that's why I always like guide my own clients. Like, Pick three core services. Yes, you can offer a plethora of things and that's wonderful and that's fine, but pick three core things to display on your website because people can get decision fatigue, right? It's a real thing. Yes. It's a scientific fact that people get decision fatigue. Now, you don't want to add to that. You just want to, hey, 
These are the three choices. If, and one of them could be that clarity call, like, hey, these other two are not working for you. Get on the call, let's do a custom package or have those three displayed and say, I need more, something more custom, contact us, right? Mm -hmm. But I love this because entrepreneurship, being a mom, you know, my little one is in the back, you know, playing her game while we're having this conversation. Sometimes the mom guilt can come in like, and that's why I wanted like, no, she is fine. I give her her time. But, you know, but being a mom, sometimes um, you need community. You need more of that community feel. And I feel like this bundle is definitely something that moms should capitalize on. Like if you're a mompreneur, like, and you're looking for like minimal investment, but a whole lot of gains like this bundle right here, because you would pay like a what five thousand almost five thousand dollars was it totaled yeah four thousand three hundred seventeen dollars exactly so if you bought i mean like some of the products are like 197 so i mean you just bought one product and you more than you i mean you saved money you saved yourself a hundred dollars right there and and you get like 55 other products and so and probably um, more than that because a lot of contributors do put bonuses so mm-hmm. I can only imagine with these other contributors, if you're going to like have someone's brain, like pick, pick your brain, right? Pick someone's brain. I think a course is one of the best ways to do that. Aside from books, you can mm-hmm. read, their, you know, you can read experts books, right? But yep. man, a course is really going to get you the results that you want and the, what the templates, the swipe files. Love them. Right? Yes. Oh my yes. God. Yes. I know. Me too. <laughs> like, and people are pretty much like, hey, you know, here's how to build a profitable business. Here you go. <laughs> and, and, and like, why start from scratch? I mean, save yourself some time. We, we are moms and we don't have time. And so for me, like templates, like my Canva is out of control. It's like any, I've bought things just for templates. And so mm-hmm. Canva templates, email templates. Don't start from scratch. And, and I mean, there, there's no shame in that. And then too, like you said, like these are people who've created courses. They've gone before you. So like, why are you sitting here recreating the wheel? Yeah, I'm excited about the bundle. I'm excited that, you know, I get to bring like 55 of us together um, That's and, a feat. And, That's... And, and support other women and Grab... simplify your biz bundle by Grab next people... Tuesday, the 13th. <laughs> before next Tuesday the 13th so grab it like while you can while while it's still hot it's gonna be like super jam-packed the experience is gonna be amazing and you're just gonna get nothing but value if there's just one course in there one course that you're kind of like thinking of like how do I do this and that can make it worth it for you like get on it because that one course can change your life it can't because I know one course changed mine. The information is out there for you to grab. And sometimes when you put a little bit of skin in the game, it allows you to be more accountable and actually take more action because you're like, hey, I invested in myself. I might as well take action towards this. So that would be an amazing investment for you. Now you help them build their foundation. What's the next greatest question that you get asked? Yeah. So now they're like, all right, I'm ready to do this. Do I just put up an online store and it will sell? So that this is actually <laughs> a good one. This is a good one because I think a lot of people think like people are just going to Google and find me. Right. 
And oh yeah, I mean, oh yeah, right. <laughs> it's a common misconception, and like I see how people get there. It can. Um, yeah, it yeah, they can. I've had leads from, from, oh, I, I had a Google search. So it's possible you get your SEO right. And you've had like a certain longevity within the internet, mm -hmm. of course. Yeah. For starting out. So that's <laughs> right. That's right. <laughs> I know. I'm like, we call it like, you know, you don't want to just put something out into the universe and then like have a hope plan. Right. Well, maybe to your point, right. There's some things, but if you're going to hire someone to help you build the website, or you're going to put a product out there or do something like you are going to be responsible for figuring out how do you now get it into the hands of that person that you thought was going to buy. And, and this you is know, the part, this is the yeah. part that a lot of like entrepreneurs, this is the part people quit. This is the part yes. that people think it's a lot easier than what it really is. Well, the product looks amazing, mm -hmm. but no one's buying. Mm -hmm. Why? What am I doing wrong? Right? So go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's so true. And like the biggest thing that I tell clients is if you've done all this work to think about like who the person is, where are they hanging out? <laughs> right. So, okay, cool. So it's Facebook or, you know, it's Instagram or it's LinkedIn, or, you know, maybe they're not even hanging out, you know, maybe they're, they're spending some time on there, but they're actually at women's events or they're coming to some of these summits, you know, that Linda's throwing and things like that. You got to be showing up there, <laughs> right? You got to be going there and talking about your product and marketing your product. You know, yes, ads are very helpful, but you know, it's kind of, they're not as great as they used to be. Yes, you can get someone who's really good at ads that are gonna help you target, but the goal here is to actually build relationships with these people because people, and I know this about myself, sometimes I'm an impulse buyer. <laughs> not everybody is. The most times I've seen a brand time and time and time and time again. And then it's like, oh, like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I saw that. Oh, oh yeah. Like it's like 14 times somebody has to see something before they'll purchase. So there, there is some patience involved. <laughs> oh yeah. That's one of the things that I had to ask myself, like, how do I buy? Mm -hmm. Right. How, what makes me make that high ticket purchase? Right. What makes me make that product purchase? Why am I buying that particular product? And for me, email. For mm -hmm. me, I'm in the emails. I purchase yeah. things in my email. Like me too. Email. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, there was one time I purchased on uh, like social media, you know. Mm -hmm. But my big thing right now is email, like what yes. I purchased personally. And that's why I've invested in email marketing. <laughs> Cause I was like, well, if I make purchases like that, you know, why not learn that space? So how do you make purchases? Yeah. So I would say the same. And did you know that, so there's SMS, there's social media, like text, email, all the things. Email is actually the number one platform that people buy. <laughs> That like is not period. surprising. Period. Yeah. Like there's some crazy stats I read on that. I'll be interested to see on the product side, like what comes out of Black Friday and things like that. But most businesses, whether you're a small startup or you're these big box companies that are out there selling, they have been investing a ton in email. And why? Because exactly what Linda just said. You can say more, you can build relationships. If someone's giving you their information, they genuinely want to hear from you. And then you just have to get good, <laughs> making sure yeah. that you're using those things you know about them to bring them in so that they go and check out your stuff. It's so real. It's so real. Yep. And I said, yep. and I've invested in like a six month program just for email. Mm -hmm, because I'm like, shoot, I gotta, I gotta go to that next level. Like, yes, I love my referrals, 
And, you know, I love the referrals from my Facebook group, but emails where it's at. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's so true. It's so true. I know a lot of people are like, isn't email dead? I'm like, no, it's the number no. one, a number one platform people buy on. You can, <laughs> you can unsubscribe if you don't want to hear. Like I genuinely, like I do, like I follow certain people and I may not be because I'm so busy that I'm not like on IG that much. I'm IG showing up for me and my business and yep. stuff like that. And I do like seeing other people's and, but you know, I'm not like in there that deep, but I do read my emails, you know, even though yep. I am one of those that I, my inbox is not at zero, it's actually at 4,500, <laughs> you know, unread emails, but I still pick and choose who I want to hear from, Yep. you know? And so I think our audience should definitely be aware of that when they're trying to scale their business or grow their business and maybe pay attention on growing that email list as people mm -hmm. have been saying for years. Yes. Grow that email list. The small voice. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta listen to that voice. <laughs> yes. Okay. So aside from email and everything like that. And so now they're trying to make sales and where do people usually get there first? sale from yeah when so it comes to I Shopify love, I love this question I know mine was like friends and family and mm. you know what almost always that's the case unless you have a brand that's been out there and this is very advisable if you're thinking about starting something get out there on these platforms and start sending an email and start you know having the Instagram page or the Facebook page and start talking about how you're coming soon and why people should pay attention to that and why it's cool. And, you know, we just had a, a really cool business as a mom. She's selling these amazing, like, you know, iPad cases with like a stand so that kids aren't getting tech neck and things like that. So this is like huge, but for like eight months, and I know it sounds crazy because she also has a day job and things like that. But for eight months, she was out there on Instagram and she was building relationships and she was going to events and, you know, she was starting her email list and things like that. And when she launched her business, all of a sudden she had all these people purchased from her, but had she not, she typically would have seen like the friends and family that knew about it that want to get out there and support her and her amazing product. Right. So, you know, typically that's where it's at, but there are ways around building community in advance and bringing people along the cool journey that you're on. People get some engaged some interest there to actually get more people to purchase. Stories. Hello. Okay. Yes. Like one of the, like, yes, referrals is a big deal. One of the things how I have done kind of like my funnel is mm. IG. I know yep. TikTok is really big and everything like that, but I hear an Instagram following is actually more valuable than a TikTok following, like, mm -hmm. you know, pay per clicks and all that jazz. Right. But I like to take my clients through the stories or potential viewers or potential clients. And then they go into my Facebook group from my Facebook mm -hmm. group. I actually have like the, the whole email intake and that's where I get my emails because actually yep. I didn't have an email capture there. Like I didn't ask for people's emails. I did that because that was like the number one requested item for me to put there. Like, Hey, you know, I want to give you my email. <laughs> when people come to try to sign up for your Facebook group, you know, capture the email. So boom, they go into my whole community, my whole, what do they call it? Like ecosystem yes <laughs> and then from there this is what i believe about word of mouth word of mouth is not just about people that have worked with you word of mouth is people that have seen your brand 
and recommend yes. you and love what you're doing and love your brand. So I get a lot of referrals from people within my community that have yes. like purchased one of my courses that have, you know, purchased something from me and they actually recommend me to other people within that, in that whole ecosystem, which is really fascinating and cool. And that's why I have a freebie that's about growing your Facebook group and community. Because once I found out that if you create a culture within your Facebook community and you have a shop, you can make sales every day. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think for the Shopify person, like I know like a lot of people that have a product based business, they don't think about having a community or Facebook community. But imagine if you had a Facebook community and like all of the people that have purchased from you before is within reach and you have a sale and they want to hear from you. And maybe in those community that the everything tax, I know that's pretty controversial right now. But maybe in that type of community, that would be beneficial. Like there's a sale, hold up. You know, I'm here mm-hmm. for that. You know, I just know that a lot of product-based businesses do not consider a Facebook community. And that that's just like blows my mind. Yeah, I, I totally agree. We have a fashion <laughs> brand that we work with and, you know, she is killing it and she's been growing and growing and growing and that's exactly what she does. And we don't just work with fashion brands, but for her every Wednesday, she does a live and she tries on all the clothes. It's just her in like her basement, you know, <laughs> her kids are upstairs and she's got the camera that her laptop, their iPad, whatever it is. And she's just talking about the fit and the fabric and like showing all the things. And that girl sells out <laughs> every week. She does a live every week because she brings in new stuff every week because people are literally like waiting and watching to see like, what is Meredith going to try on this week? She's actually taken a similar approach with a makeup brand that she has where she's like showing people how to use this you know, makeup that she's selling and how to put it on and how to wear it and like what that red shade looks like and all the things. And yeah, I agree. Like there are huge brands like Three Birds Nest, if anybody wants to check that out, where like still that brand is like multi, multi millions and they are still doing Facebook lives. Like one of the models in her bathroom, <laughs> like literally does hair tutorials and tries things on and they're killing it because people, this is why Facebook and Instagram and all of these platforms actually exist. It's like, you know, I always joke, like we're all a little bit of a nosy neighbor. We want to know what's going on. We want to see the thing. We're like, Hey, I want to check out what so-and-so is doing. It's, it's word of mouth marketing <laughs> and it's fine. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. And it's not, it's, you know, word of mouth marketing. People would rather have someone else that they trust. Ooh, I'm getting chills, girl. Yeah. They trust <laughs> speaking about a product instead of seeing a picture of a product. Definitely. You know? Or having a training. Like for me, I know that one of the secret sauces is going live, man. Let me tell you. Yeah. You want to rev up those sales. You want to get more clients. Even if you have 50 members, 100 members or lower I'm telling you, it still creates an impact. And that's actually like static information that's always there and you can tag people to, and you can have that as a free resource library. So, mm-hmm. so that was another thing. I had a free resource library. Boom. That brought a VIP clients. Like you wouldn't believe. Very I was cool. like, I was like, this is amazing. I'm giving away all my secrets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Try it out. <laughs> Try it out. And this is why you see, sorry, like we're two designers, right? And we have two different platforms. But the whole thing about it is I really believe that it's community over competition yes. because I may not be for everyone, right? Right. And, you know, or you might be for that person or, you know, it, it, it's all about you meshing well and someone identifying with you 
like, oh my goodness, I know she is the one. And that's why I really recommend going in live or showing up because it actually allows the person to make the decision if you're the right person for them, instead of you being like, I am the right person for you. (laughs) Yes, I totally agree. And I feel like sometimes you hit it earlier when you were saying like, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs try to like go it alone and things like that. And man, can that get lonely and stagnant real quick? And You know, sometimes you don't actually know what you need as an entrepreneur unless you're actually out there and connecting with people and learning and seeing things and being like, wow, Linda does it this way. Like, I didn't even know that that concept existed. You're going to stay in your shell. You're going to you're going to end up staying in that shell. Like you need to really get out there and just be open to the possibilities and like how creative people are on you know, the things that they're doing, because like it really does take a community when you're trying to do that thing that you want to do. Oh yeah. And uh, I recommend you, Sarah, for all interviews and in future for any <laughs> podcast that you want to be on. I recommend that Sarah is a guest. She's amazing. Uh, oh, thank you. <laughs> but, you too. Yeah, thank you. But how did we meet, right? We met in the networking. Yep. That's right. We met yeah, at Entrepreneurista. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Networking group, right? And we would have never yep. connected and meshed well if we didn't connect. In a, and, you know, even people that are supposedly like killing it on like social media, but they're doing other things behind the scenes. They're like little Mm -hmm. ducks, man. They're treading the little duck (laughs) I love that concept. So true. (laughs) All look still at the top, but (laughs) still like (laughs) But really. Yeah. But really like the feet are going boom 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 boom. (laughs) You're pedaling. Right. The behind the scenes is pretty much networking, right? We're both saying like you want to get your products out there. You want to have this product shop. You want to be on Shopify. You want to grow your business. Network. Even hiring a coach is networking. Mm -hmm. Like for me, like I have a coach and she brought me one of my first web designer um, coaching clients, you know, like, Mm -hmm. so I'm a coach for web designer um, at the moment, which is so fun. And mm-hmm. like you were saying, like you needed that confidence. And let me tell you, that definitely gave me a confidence boost. It was like drinking a little energy vial. Like, Dee-. yeah, you get like, hooked. <laughs> you do. Like, this is amazing. Cause you know, mm-hmm. cause you have this plethora of information that you're like, oh, well, you didn't know that. Yes. You can do X, Y, Z. So it's all, it's so fun. I can talk to you for days, Sarah. And I know our time is yeah. coming up. But if there was one thing that you can leave our audience with, what would that be? Oh, yeah. So if you've got that thing and it's on your heart, whatever it is, and I call it like the tickle in the ear, the little whisper like me that came in on vacations or over that glass of wine or that chit chat with my husband, at some point, try not to brush it off and see what happens with that. Allow yourself to just sit in that space where you're like, well, you know, I keep thinking about this thing. Like maybe there's something more to that. And if you need to learn more about it, seek someone out who knows, right? Or tell a friend and you'd be surprised. You know, that's kind of how it happened for me. It was just, I'm going to think about this a little bit more. And one thing led to another. So don't, don't sell yourself short. If there's something out there you want to do, yes, you can do it, but like, don't, don't brush it off. Cause it's just going to keep coming back. <laughs> Amen. I honestly 100% on board with you. I'm in agreement. I come up with agreement with you. That is so true. And Sarah, how can people connect with you? Let's say they want to have a Shopify shop. Where can they find you? 
Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. like you, Linda, I hang out on Instagram a lot. So you can find me at Sarah Jansel uh, or Jansel and co and co.com. Uh, uh, you can learn about our business, listen to the podcast, find the Facebook group, all the things uh, right in that one spot. And if someone wanted coaching from you, how can they contact you? Is it at the DMs? Are you selling in the DMs? Yes, selling the DMs, absolutely. <laughs> yes, it's both email and also the DMs for sure. I get a lot of questions and things like that from clients online. <laughs> Feel free to reach out. Don't be a stranger. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you have a chance, stop by the website at lindabendable.com. Sign up for the blog cure, which is an awesome, awesome course that I created that will help you set up your blog or take your blog to the next level and join us over at Monetizing Mompreneurs Facebook group. I just want to say again, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.